Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back and a very happy week to everybody. Another brand new episode of Politics for Dummies. Today we've got the one and only Fabian in the house. Fabian, who was your favorite teacher? My favorite teacher was Paulson who was teaching me history at the Maharaja's College in ah. Ernakulam. Ooh, very cool. Because Teacher's Day just went by. And I was just thinking about, since you're my teacher, a very happy belated Teacher's Day, yeah? Thank you, my favorite disciple, favorite <laughs> student, who is so brilliant. More like the Doesn't only student. Need, well, I got a teacher's day greeting from many today. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, that's so nice, Fabian. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Now, Fabian, I was on the internet. And I was just going through things and I found out in 1927, there was a man called Charles D.B. King who went ahead and became the president of Liberia with 2,34,000 votes. But fortunately, there were only 15,000 registered voters at that time. So this was literally the most fraudulent election in history. So I thought, why not go ahead and talk about false leaders, right? Because... A lot of people right now say that, you know, Russia invaded in USA's elections, uh, Myanmar's elections were hijacked, or Russia does not have democratic elections, etc., etc., and everybody is like a fraudulent leader. So why not go ahead and talk about leaders from the past in politics who have done this? But I'm pretty sure there would be good leaders too. Yeah, in fact, uh, I would slightly suggest a slight sort of a diversion. Yes. In the sense that uh, yes. in history, uh-huh. we find leaders and basically some of them are good, some of them are bad. Most of them are good in parts and bad in parts. So let us talk of leadership and leaders in history. Those who are, let's give take one or two examples of good leaders and one or two examples of bad leaders. Because uh, this sort of cheating which you mentioned it has been there. In fact, uh, if you notice in the Arab world, President Mubarak or, you know, the one in Tunisia, um, Ben Ali, they yeah. normally got 98.95% of the votes. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, in, yeah. You know, in fact, these are all manufactured. Yes, but that's only one aspect of it. The basic question is, why did they do that? That is, they did it because they are not good leaders. That is because they are bad leaders. You know what I mean? So, okay. uh, cheating uh, in the election is only one aspect of it. We have to look at the bigger picture. Okay, okay. So, what would be the bigger picture here? And why cheat and cheat in such a way that, you know, you kind of uh, ruin your own reputation? Well, they think that they can get away with it uh, because we have to understand that uh, there are people who project themselves as leaders, but they lack the essential leadership qualities. Okay. So they and their henchmen, (laughs) their cronies, they work out a scheme and uh, they sort of uh, interfere, intervene in the voting system and uh, cheat. Um, and then they come out with the projection that they have got, uh, you know, so many votes. In fact, what you mentioned is so fascinating. That is, the number of voters uh, was uh, much less than the number of votes the guy got. Now, that is cheating without any cleverness. Mm, <laughs> Most people okay. cheat with much more cleverness. All right. So could you give us a few examples of bad leaders who kind of did this like D.B. King? I could, I could, uh, but you know, I'm looking at it from a larger point of view. That okay. is essentially bad leaders. But before that, if I may explain, you know, in history we get, you know, leaders, very few of them are good per se. Yes. You know, most of them are good and bad in part. You know what I mean? And the proportion varies. If you want me to give one example of a great leader who was also good, well, I may mention Gautama Buddha. Oh. He had such an impact on history. And yeah. whatever it be, he thought he has found a way for, you know, what shall I say, salvation or nirvana, yes, yes. Or whatever he called yes. it. Yes, and uh, he wa- he wanted to share that with the rest of the world. Yeah, he had no other intention. After all, he was born a prince; he could True. have happily lived the life of a king. Yeah. Okay, so that that is one. And let me sort of proceed on that. I just want to mention Emperor Ashoka. Now, yeah. he was partly bad, but mostly good, because he had the Kalinga War. You know, in Odisha, where we don't know how many hundreds of thousands of human beings were killed. But after that, he changed. He embraced Buddhism. He embraced nonviolence. And he ruled for 27 years. And we all know of the rock edicts, you know. And he established hospitals not only for human beings, but also for animals. animals. Yeah, I remember imagine, this in history. Yeah, <laughs> Imagine doing this in 3rd century before the common era. 3rd century before the common era. Yeah. You see? And let me sort of, you know, permit me to quote H.G. Wells, the great historian, who in his Outline of History, published in 1920, said, 
amidst the tens of thousands of names of monarchs that crowd the columns of history, their majesties and graciousnesses and serenities and royal highnesses and the like, the name of Ashoka shines and shines almost alone a star. Wow, Fabian, that's some poetry right there. Well, good history is written in poetic style. Damn, son, that's pretty awesome. So the bad is not outweighed by the good. The good always prevails and that is what we need to look at whenever we're looking at history is what you're trying to say today? Yes, otherwise we won't be here. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. You are anxious. Let me give you the example of a great and bad leader. Okay. He was great and he was bad. Okay. I'm talking about Mao Zedong, 1893-1976. He proclaimed the establishment of the People's Republic of China. Okay. On 1st October 1949. Okay. Okay. And he was, of course, a great leader. Because mm-hmm. China had passed through a century of humiliation. You know, the opium war and whatnot and whatnot. True. You know, the English East India Company wanted to, you know, subsidize its purchases from China by <laughs> selling them opium. <laughs> True. I mean, okay. drugs, yeah. But yeah. 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 Okay. And they said they had a right to do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Then Mao, as I said, he was great. But he was also bad. Okay. In 1958, he started the so-called the Great Leap Forward. You know? And that was his second five-year plan. Can you imagine? The year before that, you know, he made a proclamation. Let a hundred flowers bloom. Let a hundred schools of thought condense. Now, the thing is this. He said all this so that people will speak out. Then he would know who are the people who are descending with him and then he can pounce upon them. And that is exactly what he did. Oh, you know? Okay. He tempted them to speak out and then he went for them. Now, some of the stupid things he did, you know, backyard steel furnaces in every village without any knowledge of metallurgy. Can you imagine that? He built backyard furnaces. No, no. He asked the people to build backyard furnaces in the villages without any knowledge of metallurgy. Why? Just like that? Just because he could? Just like that. In fact, you know, they went for those who were educated and imprisoned them or tortured them. It was a big revolution. You know what? Very deep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Teachers, I get what you're professor, teachers and professors, they were hunted down. You know, to be educated was a sin. Oh, <laughs> you know? damn, and damn. Then there was, there was a famine where millions of Chinese died. But Mao Zedong, he continued the export of grain. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, and, I mean, that is clearly a very bad leader. I absolutely. Mean. And then... When the Japanese foreign minister offered to the Chinese foreign minister, please permit us to send you 100,000 tons of wheat. Yeah. Well, the Chinese uh, reprimanded him. What the hell are you talking about? So 
saving phase was of utmost importance. We don't know how many human beings died, but one reasonable estimate is that 24 million out of a population of 600 million. Oh, I mean, and thousands, tens of thousands were tortured. Oh, damn. But that's, let that's me lot. tell you, Mao is still adored in China. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen that he's still the worst dictator in <laughs> times. True, very true. I've, I've read, I've seen, not read rather, I've seen people worshipping him, but I've also seen people with half a cent of a brain knowing that he was not really a nice human being. Yeah. That we can only say, what fools these mortals be, as Shakespeare said. Oh, oh. Fabian okay. and his quotes. Uh, yes. Now let me tell you of another dictator in another yeah. continent. Yeah. Pinochet. Captain General Augusto Pinochet. 1973 to 1990, he okay. ruled or misruled Chile. He staged a coup and uh, took over power from a democratically elected president, Salvador Allende. Okay. And his coup had the blessings of the CIA of the United States of America because Allende was left-leaning. Okay? okay, so he Pinochet took over. There were uh, he executed thousands of people, and then there is something called forced disappearance. You know, people just disappear. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, and you know, mothers still I've seen the other day holding uh, demonstrations, uh, touching on to the photograph of their sons. Yeah, you know? missing sons. But this Pinochet was also a great fear market uh, proponent. And he, along with the expert assistant from the Chicago University, stepped in, reformed the market, free market. Okay. okay. But by 1990, eh, he came in 1973, he stepped down. But, you know, he continued as uh, commander-in-chief till 1998. And then he became senator for life. And then mm. on a visit to London, he was arrested on 3rd March 2000. But he went to the court and I believe, uh, you know, the British government supported him and he was released on the plea of his age. Because, you know, he was born in uh, 1915. So he was 85 in 2000 and also complications about his health. So on okay. those counts, he was released. But uh, there is uh, in international law, that is uh, in any court anywhere in the world, a leader who is guilty of violations of human rights can be tried. Can oh. be tried. That's a new that's a new thing. I, I had no idea. But see, we learn something new every day when we listen to politics for dummies because dummies, this is what we didn't know about. All right, Fabian, that's it for today. Thank you so much for educating us. Uh, we'll see you next week with more conversations and uh, more fun topics to discuss. Yeah, You can go ahead and check out other episodes up, down, wherever you are. 
just play right left and you'll find the other episodes also remember to follow us on HD Smartcast and follow me on my handle on Instagram it's called Radio Aniketan if you have any questions for Fabian or I you can definitely DM it to us and we'll try to answer them ASAP thank you so much for listening thank you so much Fabian thank you look forward to it this was a radio on production brought to you by hd smartcast hd smartcast